Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Politikids, the show where we talk to kids about politics. Today, we'll be talking about war and guns and intersectionality and art. I am your host, Jeanette DeFelice, and I hope you enjoy this journey inside of a child's mind. <laughs> I didn't know we started. Yeah, we started already. So, um, what do you want to talk about today? Uh, like war. Like war. Okay. Yeah. Well, like the uh, civil war. I'm well, not a really fan of World War Two, and we could talk about the Second Amendment. Well, oh, you want to talk about the Second <laughs> Amendment, huh? Well, I just so happen to have a copy of the Constitution. Right here. And guess what? We have the Second Amendment right here. So, can you read what it says? A well-regulated militia... Militia. Oh, my bad. (laughs) ...being necessary to to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Oh, what the heck does that mean? It means... We shouldn't put something on a fringe. We shouldn't put something on a fringe. (laughs) So there's a whole group of people today that uh, say that this means that today, in the year 2020, anybody can have any kind of weapon, uh, gun that they want from from a like a machine gun that fires and fires. No, no. You don't think that's what the Writers of the Constitution had in mind no, back in the I think they had in mind the to day. keep the peace and not kill everybody. <laughs> to keep the peace and not kill everybody. So um, what kind of guns did they have back then? They had muskets and yeah. just uh, long, long, <laughs> long-loaded guns. They mm-hmm. had their, their barrel was up. They had this loader. They had to bite the bullet. Uh, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. case or something, off, threw it on the ground, which was littering. They put it inside their bullet, they took their loader, and they pushed it down, put it back, put their gunpowder in the thing, and then, and then they loaded it, loaded the head back, and fired. So, just so, listening yeah. to you explain how long, like... That's how long it actually took to load a gun, however long you just explained it for. Mm-hmm. So they had to actually pour the gunpowder in, and then they had they to... They actually loaded it a little longer. Just... Yeah. So then you could maybe get, like, a, a shot off every minute and a half to... Two minutes. Two minutes or so. Every two minutes, sometimes 30 seconds yeah. if you had, like, the newest guns in 1865. Yeah. Um, so these days you can fire off at will. (laughs) Exactly. So like in 30 seconds. Everyone could die. (laughs) Yeah. That thing. Not really funny, is it? No. No. Hi and welcome back to our podcast. In 1864 or five, I don't remember, uh, there was... They, the union tried to come up with, the, with this plan 
uh, I don't know. So this week's episode is a little bit different than last week's. Um, uh, this week we are just kind of following my son's brain, which kind of goes all over the place, which a lot of children's brains do. But his brain inevitably always leads back to the Civil War. So you'll hear him talk about certain battles and um, other things. So just wanted to let you know. Like it had good stuff in it for the Confederates. And there was gunpowder and I don't know what they used to put everything, for everything to explode, but... Everything, <laughs> once they got in, they triggered it, and everything exploded. And surprisingly, the Union did not win that, that battle. There were Confederates inside the ditch. Um, no, there were African-American Union soldiers inside the ditch, a kind of ditch that it made. And uh, and somewhere else there was another ditch with Confederate soldiers in it. And they just fought off until the Confederates somehow won it. Most of them lost their guns in the explosion, but doesn't didn't lo- uh, lose themselves. So they... Um, through glass bottles and sticks and rocks and stuff. And it was bad for the Union. They thought it would uh, end the war, but it just kept it going for another year. And when you think about it, too, if the Civil War wasn't a thing... African-Americans wouldn't be able to speak up. They wouldn't be free. So they couldn't... So then if Martin Luther King was born and the Civil War didn't happen, then he wouldn't be able to speak up and get equal rights Hmm. because their owners, I mean, they could try to, but their owners would probably do some bad stuff Mm-hmm. To them. So Mar- Martin Luther King basically did his work about a hundred years after the Civil War ended. So, yep. Um, can we, you believe that black people didn't have a right to vote, even though they were free, quote unquote? Free. Um, <laughs> they didn't have a, any kind of like a say in their government. Nope. They weren't. They weren't equaled. <laughs> And uh, Martin Luther King uh, equaled them, uh, equal rights them, civil did he, rights them. Did he do it all by himself? Nope. He no. had help. Mm-hmm. And I would have helped him. Yeah. It takes a lot of people. Um. When you look at the pictures of him marching with other people, I didn't know I'd see that many white people. I didn't see any, actually. And... I realized that people were bad back then. They were <laughs> idiots, and they're still bad now. What, in what way? Horrible. Yeah, but how? Like, are they racist? They're racist. They're rude to women. They're mean to uh, 
people that are gay or uh, transgender, is it mm-hmm. called? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were talking about people that were mean to people who m- might be a little different than them mm-hmm. in some way and that they maybe don't understand. They should accept those differences. It might be, they should accept those differences. Mm-hmm. It should be, it might be weird, but they should accept that that's what they feel and that's who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, you should like them. Well, do you have to necessarily like no, everybody in the whole wide no, world? You don't. No, but what do we say? Everybody deserves. Uh, uh, I forgot. You forgot. Respect. Respect. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone de- deserves respect. So when we are trying to make the country better than it ever was, do you think that it's okay if we leave some people out? If we say, oh, your issue is not as important as some others, and so we're going to leave you out, and we're going to... No, I think they should listen to their issue, and if it really is dumb, like, there's there's snow in their grill (laughs) or something, they could deal with that. Yeah, but if it's something like it's being a victim of racism Mm -hmm. or sexism or discrimination or homophobia or something like that then I think that's something that we should all try to come together and overcome together and not be like, oh, well, sexism is more important than homophobia or racism is more important than this. We should all figure it out together. We really do. You know what that's called? Togetherness? Togetherness. It's called intersectionality. Can you say it? Intersectionality. Intersectionality. Like we all have, (laughs) we're all being oppressed together by the same kind of forces. Um, So we might as well fight those forces together because separately, we're just like if Dr. Martin Luther King was alone in his fight. He probably wouldn't have won. He probably would not have succeeded, right? If, If Lincoln was alone in his fight, he probably wouldn't have succeeded. So Lincoln couldn't fight the Civil War all by himself. Yep. And now for a Civil War break. Uh, General Meade, he was a general, obviously. Um, Lincoln fired him, but he thought he'd been promoted. General Meade thought he was promoted? Yeah, and Lincoln fired him. Hmm. How did that misunderstanding come about? I guess he formed the hook. Around Gettysburg. Yeah, the military formation was yep. called a fish hook, right? Mm-hmm. Was and that before or after he was fired? After. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. I told you. He, he misunderstood Lincoln mm-hmm. and thought he was promoted. Hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told... General Sickles, I love that name, mm-hmm. uh, to stay in the Fisher line, but he didn't and moved his soldiers up. But and the Confederacy had a plan to go through the Fisher to come from the end and secretly come through the end and wipe them all out. Mm-hmm. But since General Sickles was there, it kind of stopped them, so General Barksdale 
they waited like two hours before they started fighting. They were just like doing the rebel yell, and they and the UN was just getting ready their cannons and everything. And then eventually, they, the Confederates charged. Uh, Barksdale's men charged, and it was like a quote, I don't know who, but it was like a hammer just kept on bonging down. Hmm. Yeah, and, and lots of Confederates died, and Dawes, <laughs> who was in the first fight of Gettysburg, at the end of the first show, saw wounded men coming near him, so it was like, and he heard cannons, so it was like, is there war? Oh my god, I need to go help General Sickles. So then, he moved his men up to General Sickles, and surprise attacked General Barksdale's men. And there was, was this one dude. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps on going and going, yeah. huh? Well, like he was a flag guy, So we're back, and... Uh, I don't have much on this one, but... Well, you suggested that we talk about... Art. Art. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it's called politics, but... I know. So what does art have to do with politics, do you think? It could change someone's mind. Art can change someone's mind? Yeah, I really? think so. How? I think if they see a picture and, and then they get inspired... And do something, you know? Maybe it's just that good of a painting. Hmm. You never know. Hmm. But I think it can change minds, not on always on politics, but can change minds about dancing, mm-hmm. like, say, or, which is art, too. Mm-hmm. If maybe you thought it wasn't art and you wanted to do art, and <laughs> so art can change minds. That's really interesting. Um, so in our country, we're also having a crisis of funding for the arts. Um, people who make art have difficulty getting funding or getting money to help support their artwork. Do you think that could be something that's political? Because it's money. <laughs> it's, it's money and art changes minds and it inspires people to think differently. Do you think that could be dangerous to the status quo? What's the status quo? I do not know. Can you explain (laughs) it to me? Yeah, the status quo is just how things are. That's just how things are, and how things are is how they are, and that's how they should always be. How things are right now is... Donald Trump's office. Yeah, so maybe art challenges the status quo, and... um, our society isn't so amenable to change, um, but we really do need artists in our society to inspire us to think differently and to see what's possible or even to imagine what's possible. Is there any artwork that has made you imagine kind of other things are possible? Mm, think I about. Don't know. I don't know 
know why, but a lot of Van Gogh or just landscaping. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I just like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and we say once I got a dream of Van Gogh. You did. You had a dream <laughs> about like it. A, that that famous painting. I forgot what it was called. Starry, Starry Night. Night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was like all moving though, and there was like people moving around. It was cool. Mm -hmm. And and why do we say Van Gogh instead of Van Gogh? Because we were watched a Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. a Renaissance. Well, Renaissance. He was he was after the Renaissance, but we did watch an art critic show, and that's mm -hmm. he was British, and he called him Van Gogh all the time. So that's what we call him. We call him Van Gogh. <laughs> Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Yeah. There's um, some other really great pieces of art. Uh, there's a Picasso um, called... Pablo Picasso. Yeah, it's called Guernica. Let me see if I can pull it up on my computer. Um, and this was... There's a very famous picture. I've seen that. You've seen before. that one before. Um, it's It's about war. It is? Um, yeah, so look at it see. and see... Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I get it more now. I saw that when I was little. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that kind of like, if you have this idealistic vision of, of war and people being would brave. Change, I would I'd change my mind. That would that. change your mind because yeah, it's definitely. very fearful. Can you describe some of the things that you see in this painting? I see an arm without any body. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, down here uh -huh. with a sword in its hand. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting eaten. Oh, boy. <laughs> By, like, a whatever this is. Uh, whatever this. A bull, mm -hmm. and it has horns on its head instead of where it should be. Yeah. Uh, wait, is it supposed to be? Well, it's it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it makes you feel, yeah. what does it make it, you feel? It makes me feel scared mm -hmm. about war. Oh, there's an. There's like a horse without a head. <laughs> oh my god. So so art can make you think differently about things and art can be about things and art can be kind of a conversation through time between an artist and like Pablo Picasso is talking to you right now. So um through time. This is the outro. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then, um, yeah, I guess that's our show for this week. What podcast. do you think? Our podcast. I our... think we're definitely going to do it next week. Yeah. What do you think we'll talk about next week? Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't know. All right. Thanks. Something political. Yeah, something political. We'll, we'll see you like next time. Okay. All right. <laughs>